because there's just a, just t- thousands and thousands, I believe over 20,000 studies uh, on the benefits, quote unquote, of omega-3 fatty acids or polyunsaturated fats. And so people have just been kind of sold on this idea um, because of the scientific kind of dogma around it. But the fact of the matter is uh, polyunsaturated fats are very sensitive to heat, light, and oxygen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of supplements that you buy will be in a dark bottle or they'll say refrigerated, uh, put it in the fridge to store it because they can oxidize. Mm-hmm. And uh, for example, docosahexaenoic acid or DHA, that's a 22 carbon length with six double bonds. And, and those double bonds are uh, the more double bonds a substance has, the more prone it is to oxidation. And so that's uh, going rancid or oxidizing. And that people don't realize that happens in our body. Welcome to the Win at Life podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can break free from restrictive diets and build a body and life you love. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and your host for this episode. Today I'm sitting down with Matt Blackburn. Matt is the creator of the CLF Protocol, podcast Mito Life Radio and the company Mito Life, where he sells products that help to support the mitochondria and overall health of the system. If you're new to following me or new to the pro-metabolic lifestyle, then you'll love this podcast because we dive deep into polyunsaturated fats, or for short, we call them PUFAs, and we help you understand why we tend to limit and avoid PUFAs. We discuss the different types of fats, how PUFAs differ structurally from other fats and how they act in the body, as well as which ones you should be avoiding and what foods they're found in. When it comes to restoring your metabolism, this is one of the fats we recommend all women limit or avoid. As always, take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. Hi, Matt, and uh, welcome to the Win It Life podcast. It's, I've been meaning, like I said, to message you for so long and get you on, but as always, like you, you're just, um, we're so busy. Um, but I'm sure like a lot of the women that are in my program, they know who you are, they listen to your podcast, um, they follow you on Instagram. Um, yeah, and you're just a wealth of, of knowledge. And I thought it would be really great to get you on and talk about polyunsaturated fats. Uh, and you know why they're not really this great fat that the fitness industry makes it out to be. And I, I know when I first started working with Emma and came across the work of Ray Pete, you know, I was like, oh my god, I'm like, take like Emma's like, Kitty, you, you got to get rid of these polyunsaturated fats, you know. Like, and I was smashing like twelve fish oil a day, eating all of the seeds and the nuts, um, making almond milk. Uh, I never cooked in canola oil, which was good i think um you know i think i feel like in america perhaps it's potentially worse you know than it is maybe here in in australia but yeah let's let and i and i really believe that this is one really simple thing that women can do that is going to dramatically you know improve their health and help them restore their metabolism um so yeah let's talk about first of all like what what is polyunsaturated what are polyunsaturated fats yeah, like the first difference th- between the different fats first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me on. So, <laughs> so uh, there's big categories of fats, and usually foods are a combination of of different fats. And so there's not something that's 100% PUFA, polyunsaturated fats. There's not something that's 100% saturated fat. 
there, there, there's always a combination and there's monounsaturated fat as well. That would be like an olive oil or olives or mm. even avocados. But PUFAs stand for polyunsaturated fatty acids. And those contain a DHA, EPA, and ALA. And so, so those are three types of fats that we often hear are heart healthy, mm. that are good for the brain. It's the selling point for the Mediterranean diet and for just heavy seafood consumption in the omega-3 industry. And nobody's ever questioned uh, really if that's true because there's just, a, just thousands and thousands, I believe over 20,000 studies uh, on the benefits, quote unquote, of omega-3 fatty acids or polyunsaturated fats. And so people have just been kind of sold on this idea um, because of the scientific kind of dogma around it. But the fact of the matter is uh, polyunsaturated fats are very sensitive to heat, light, and oxygen. Mm -hmm. So a lot of supplements that you buy will be in a dark bottle or they'll say refrigerated, uh, put it in the fridge to store it because they can oxidize. Mm -hmm. And uh, for example, docosahexaenoic acid or DHA, that's a 22 carbon length with six double bonds. And, and those double bonds are uh, the more double bonds a substance has, the more prone it is to oxidation. And so that's uh, going rancid or oxidizing. And that people don't realize that happens in our body. And so if you take like a fish oil at the store or a seal oil, even there's shark liver oil, there's crazy poofas out there, squid oil, mm -hmm. there's tons of different algae oil now that's marketed to vegans. And if you just cook that or put it, you know, in the oven and really extreme heat it, you'll open the bottle and smell it. It's, Ew, this is toxic. Mm. But they don't realize if once you take it, you're 98.6 Fahrenheit, you're a tropical being. You're mm. not a cold water fish that's hundreds of feet under the ocean. And so when you take it, you're exposing it to heat, light, and oxygen. Mm. And those breakdown products are very toxic. We've been taught that they're beneficial. Uh, icosinoids, prostaglandins, leukotrienes, but there's uh, ones that you've never heard about. Uh, the, the primary harmful one is called acrolein, A-C-R-O-L-E-I-N. And if you look up acrolein cancer, carcinogen, mm -hmm. there's all these studies on how acrolein is super toxic. And that is, you only get acrolein from omega-3s, but that's the biggest source also P PGE2. There's multiple other, it's called lipid peroxidation. And these breakdown products suppress the metabolism. They shut down energy production. They block a uh, thyroid hormone at every level mm. and uh, really just harm the bottle body systemically. Well, um, cause I remember, you know, I think about um, when I would stay at my grandma's house when I was younger She's dead now. Like she lived till she was like early nineties. And, you know, she, I always remember her cooking in butter and, you know, lard, like she cooked in a lot of lard and would, you know, roast meats and keep the fat and, and use that. Um, eggs. We ate a lot of eggs. Um, what was the study? Was it Ansel Keys? Is that, was that is his name that did that study that set, was it seven countries study? And he just, is that the one where basically, he handpicked the ones that supported his hypothesis. And then from there, every, the, it sort of, it became the cornerstone of like nutrition around fat. You know, they, then everyone was like, oh, you've got to eat, 
vegetable oils and suddenly saturated fats became out of fashion and everyone was eating pufas instead. I, I, remember, I actually even remember my mum, like we would eat Nuddalex and margarine. When it, I remember when we were younger and it all came in. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's similar to the China study mm. and uh, how they just cherry pick um, these studies. And there's actually a, a really strong correlation between the consumption of vegetable oils, uh, especially in the U.S., with the decline of health. Mm. And so as vegetable oils go up, health goes down, and the more disease people get. And it just makes total sense mm. yeah, because you look at the alternative health community even because people will jump from – allopathic or conventional medicine into functional medicine or, you know, uh, Chinese medicine or, or whatever kind of health practitioner will go to see. And it's kind of scary because 99% of them will recommend an omega-3 supplement. They'll say, mm -hmm. oh, if you're not taking it, you better be on it. And so people have just been programmed and it's, it's like a spell. And it's really weird that no one questions it. Um, just like, like you said, An Ansel Keys with the saturated fat and heart mm. disease. Um, uh, same thing with these unsaturated fats. They're highly correlated with, uh, with heart disease mm. uh, because they, largely they'll complex with iron and create this substance called lipofuscin mm. uh, that I've studied a lot. And that accumulates in the, the heart, the liver, uh, the brain, the skeletal muscle, uh, throughout the entire body. And the more lipofuscin you have, the older you are uh, mm. biologically. And so there was a yeah. study actually in 1959 that shows that the heart accumulates a hundred milligrams of lipofuscin per year, which doesn't sound like a lot, mm. but just think 20, 30, 40 years of hundred milligrams a year. That adds up. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, cause this is, um, cause a lot of people ask me this, can you explain why, you know, often people will come and they've got inflammation in their joints or sore joints. They'll take fish oil and then their pain will go away. Can you talk about like why that's lowering the inflammation and how and why it's actually not good? Because I think a lot of people get confused and they think, oh, but you know, I'm taking the fish oil and I feel better. Yeah, so it's interesting. There's a connection between omega-3s and uh, chemotherapy or, or uh, chemo prevention and, and, and that whole kind of category. So they actually suppress the immune system Mm. And so similar to uh, intermittent fasting, which does the same, uh, there's an immediate benefit. And that's why people are sold on, on a lot of these fad extreme diets is because they're getting these short term results, but they're not looking at long term and mm. where that's going. And so omega threes um, have been shown like with a severe uh, uh, traumatic brain injury, mm. uh, like if there's an immediate trauma and then taking omega-3s, it could have an immediate protective effect. Um, there's small contexts where in really extreme scenarios uh, that it, it can have small benefit, but I still think there are safer ways <laughs> about it yeah. uh, than that. Maybe, maybe aspirin is, could be one of those. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's, that's mainly it. It's basically creating like a chemotherapy-like effect by suppressing the immune system and so that temporarily takes some stress off the system. That so they don't get that inflammation, basically, which is causing the pain. So it's not actually fixing the issue. It's just suppressing the symptom. Right. Really, yeah. yeah. And, 
and the long-term results, I mean, the scariest thing about omega-3s or PUFAs to me are that they uh, get stored. And so mm-hmm. if your metabolism is good and you ha- we always have a little PUFAs coming in, they're in grass-fed mm-hmm. beef, they're in pastured eggs, they're in milk, they're in everything. You can't avoid them, oysters, mm-hmm. all the good stuff for you. But if your metabolism's working, then you'll burn them off as fuel. Mm-hmm. But most people have a sluggish metabolism because they're supplementing as well as eating cold water seafood, maybe twice a week or more. And, mm. and so they get stored in that, in, at that point. And uh, iron from iron fortified cereals, I was raised on honey nut Cheerios and tons of cereal. <laughs> I mean, we're talking 70 plus milligrams of iron per, per bowl of cereal. And that accumulates. And like I said, that, that excess, iron, I mean, in the spring water and the tap water, a lot of people are drinking well water where I'm in Idaho and people don't think about where is it coming from? I mean, you see mm-hmm. the rust in your tub, the rust in your sink, your car is rusting after it rains. That rust is iron, mm. <laughs> uh, oxidized iron, iron oxide. And that same thing happens in your body. But when it combines with omega threes, it's like fuel to the fire mm. and it makes this melted plastic like material that shuts down cellular uh, autophagy, which is basically just how we repair our body. Mm. And that's what people are after when they're intermittent fasting. Like I used to do one meal a day. They're trying to upregulate autophagy, but really we only need that when we sleep mm. eight to nine to 10 hours. That's plenty of time to regenerate. If you're, you know, being aware of omega threes and iron and mm. trying to limit those. So let's talk about then, you know, where, what foods contain the highest amount of PUFAs? So what should people be trying to avoid? Um, cold water seafood is, is really up there. And I was kind of skeptical of this until I saw uh, some prominent people in the health community that are promoting uh, kind of the lifestyle that I used to be in, which mm. is kind of like a quantum health, which is <laughs> the worst mixture. It's, it's spring water, it's unlimited sunbathing, uh, it's sun gazing and heavy, mostly just all cold water seafood diet. There's a time where I ate cold water, uh, wild Alaskan salmon every single day for lunch. I did that <laughs> experiment. Me too, every night for dinner. Yeah. And people don't realize, I mean, it, th- there's selenium in there. There's some good mm. minerals in there. There's protein, mm. of course, but you can get those things elsewhere. And mm. when it comes to, a mineral like selenium, mm. if you're eating oysters once a week mm. um, or getting a uh, beef liver, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these things have, have the minerals in it. You don't have to get a ton of PUFA. And so mm. I would say really limit the cold water fish. I love fish tacos. You know, if you go out to eat <laughs> once a week, I don't think it's a problem. Mm. Uh, I usually recommend people taking vitamin E because mm. that is the seesaw that is the, the antagonist to PUFA. And so uh, polyunsaturated fats increase the requirement for vitamin E by six times. Mm. And it took me years to figure that out until I looked up the research. You just searched vitamin E unsaturated fats. Mm. And there's tons of studies showing the connection between them. Mm. And they're always found together in nature. So mm. all now those you, foods I mentioned. Well, sorry, why are you talking about the vitamin E? Maybe we can drop a link into your vitamin E supplement. I can drop it in down the bottom of the podcast for people to have a, to have a look at. Would you recommend... 
like if someone, I think too, like we, we have clients who've got a lot of weight to lose. Um, and you talked previously about the pufas being stored in your body. And as obviously you lose weight, you're going to gradually use them. So taking the vitamin E can be good. Niacinamide can be good too. Um, how often would you recommend taking it? Oh, daily is best. Mm. Um, it, it does get stored in the liver. And so when you take a fat soluble vitamin, like E, mm. hopefully not, they're not taking A or D, but I recommend E and K2. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those four fat soluble vitamins are stored in the liver. So when you take those supplemental, about 90% of them will get stored mm. in the liver. Mm. Um, I'm a fan of, of megadosing, um, like an MCT oil based vitamin E, which is mine, um, or a, a really good K2, uh, seven. Mm. I also sell like purely K. And so if you take a lot, it's my understanding that it'll go outside the liver and go throughout your body to different tissues that really need it. But just switching back on the liver, which does 500 functions, I think that that organ's really neglected. And mm. I just had a consult today with a guy with a lot of skin issues. And mm. I was telling him like, really focus on your liver and uh, you know, get that choline in from pastured eggs, um, mm. I think is one of the best sources. Um, but yeah, the, the other one is, uh, is um, omega-3 supplements. And that, mm. that's definitely a no-brainer to just throw those in the trash. I wouldn't even give mm -hmm. them to someone if you can return it to the health food store or wherever you bought it. But uh, you don't want to poison someone else. So I would say just throw <laughs> it in the bin. <laughs> but those are, I mean, that's a big education. And mm. I think a lot of older people are just so solidified in the mind that they're not open to changing that, but just showing them the research saying, Hey, just replace this for vitamin E, your heart will be healthier. Your brain will be healthier. Mm. You'll, 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 uh, you won't age as fast. Um, just offering an alternative to people that are open uh, mm. just makes sense to me. So cold water, seafood, um, omega-3 supplements are, are big ones. Um, and that's, I mean, oils that people cook in too. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Like I was going to say, what about all your like soybean oil and canola oil? Like there's no such thing as a canola. Like it's funny. Like you, you, you I think like when you actually, it, it logically makes sense. Cause like all these man-made, you know, hydrogenated oils, it's like, wouldn't you just eat the nice butter? Like, or the, the lard from the grass fed cow. Like these are so highly processed. Not that all processing is bad, but you know, like canola oil, soybean oil, they're cheap you know, um, oh, flaxseed oil. I used to eat heat. I used to, one of my snacks used to be tuna, a can of those little tunas with two teaspoons of flaxseed oil and green beans. Like what the actual, it, it's crazy. Yeah. So those, all those oils, peanut oil, what other oils? Yeah. Sunflower, safflower, mm -hmm. sesame. Uh, there's so many, I used to, uh, unfortunately grocery shop at Costco and there might be some gems there, <laughs> but the, the olive oil, like their Costco brand olive oil, it's insane. It's a huge thing. I think it was like under 15 bucks us. Mm -hmm. And there are articles about how companies will cut olive oil, just like a drug dealer with canola. Mm -hmm. And so I think if someone's going to, you know, I think olive oil has benefits. I think monounsaturated mm -hmm. fats have benefits, unlike uh, polyunsaturated fats. Mm. Um, they still shouldn't be a large part of the diet, I believe. Mm. I think you should focus on saturated fat. But mm. if someone's going to use olive oil, uh, like I like it on my carrot salad, mm. and just don't heat it. Yeah, um, but salad. I'll stick with, yeah, yeah. ghee, tallow, mm. lard, uh, 
coconut oil. Coconut oil is like the really the only safe uh, plant oil. And uh, there's different arguments with refined versus unrefined. I prefer refined mm. and it can go bad uh, if it's unrefined after a while. Mm. Uh, but coconut oil's probably the safest. Mm. So, mm. What about, um, let's talk about then the good old nut. Cause you know, like a lot of, especially me, I used to just smash nuts, like yeah. almonds, uh, heaps of almonds. So let's talk about nuts and why, you know, why you should steer clear of them. Yeah. So I used to be a, a raw vegan uh, for four years. I was actually hundred percent raw for three months, about 90% for three or four years. And I was doing a heavy coconut almond yogurt. I, I would make it at home. And uh-huh. thankfully I was getting a good amount of saturated fat. I'd get the young Thai coconuts, blend the water, the meat, and then actually uh, soak and sprout uh, real unpasteurized almonds which wow. you can't buy in the store. I had to always buy them online in bulk. So it was not very sustainable of the lifestyle, but there is, um, there is some evidence to, to show that, that when you soak and sprout your nuts and seeds, mm. it does reduce the amount of anti-nutrients in them. Mm. But at this point, I just don't crave them. I used to do a lot of uh, sprouted uh, sunflower seeds and I was just really obsessed with enzymes. And I think there's something to enzymes, but we can get that from you know, raw egg yolks or from mm. raw liver or, you know, uh, medium rare uh, steak. You know, we can get enzymes a lot of places uh, or even just taking them in a capsule form. But there's really no, I mean, I, I call them bird food now. And so when I used to go rock climbing with my friend, I would have trail mix, you know, that's same I'd like with the seeds, berries. the pumpkin yeah. seeds and shit in it. And like the, yeah, the best thing was the dried fruit. But it was always probably had bloody, it was with canola oil in there. You know, you look at a lot of the dried fruits in the supermarket and there's, they've got preservatives and bloody canola oil, which is a pain. Um, yeah, the old nut mix, I used to smash that too. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it, and it's interesting because uh, the polyunsaturated fats uh, in the nuts and seeds are very prone to oxidation. Mm. Uh, the vitamin E is always with them to protect but it's nowhere near like you would get 400 IUs in one capsule. Mm. We're talking like less than 20 IUs or 10 IUs for a handful. It's it's not a lot of vitamin E. Mm. And so I always tell people, if you're looking for snacks, uh, make gummies at home with, with gelatin and sugar Mm. or uh, dried fruit. Uh, I like Mm. a company called solely fruit. They're a California company. They have like pineapple and mango. My favorites. And then just, uh, dried meat you can make pemmican at home or you can make your own jerky or buy jerky with brown sugar and that's clean that doesn't have soy in it Mm. and just make those your snacks and if you can you know carry your milk around in a little cooler i do that often when i'm on the road but there's just so many yeah yeah, there's so many more things to support your metabolism than like bird food nuts and seeds and if you enjoy them if you think there's some good minerals in them i think a few in the morning but not handfuls and handfuls mm. um, you know if you just have that kind of emotional attachment you know have a couple <laughs> almonds maybe a day but i don't think there's much benefit I, I mean the mineral thing is just so misunderstood because mm. the main selling point with let's say almonds or mm. walnuts is oh it's full of these you know minerals that are amazing for you well you know what else has minerals milk awesome source of selenium of mm. copper uh, best source of calcium. There's ionized calcium in there. 
and beef liver, amazing source of copper. And uh, I'm a big fan of shilajit. And there's just so many better sources of minerals than, than nuts and seeds. So I th- yeah, I think like, and it's something that I never thought about until, you know, I met Emma and then, you know, found Ray and this sort of way of eating is looking at a food and going, okay, yeah, it does have those minerals, but it also has anti-nutrients and digestive inhibitors. So it's like understanding, you know, can my body actually absorb these nutrients and is it easy to digest or is it going to really irritate my intestines? And when you think about it like that, then you're like, oh, it actually really makes so much sense because you're like, well, I don't want to make my body work hard to try and or put all of this garbage into it that it can't digest. You know, like you think about your small intestines and they're like, they're sensitive. You know, you like, you put all this bloody, you know, fiber in there and all this other shit. It's just like shoving shit down a drain pipe and it, you know, expands and irritates it. And yeah, it's, but I guess it's so hard because, you know, like everywhere you look, like all the fitness models that I used to follow um, and all the health gurus, like they're just, you know, this is just an example, like this one chick that I follow on Instagram, she's got a great ass um, and she's young, but you know, and like really lean, but like I watched her make her breakfast one day and it's like an oat milk smoothie with pea protein, you know, and like, you just see all this diet advice and you think, oh, no wonder women are so confused because they see these women and they're so lean and they look healthy and they look amazing, but yet they don't really, they don't realize like what's going on underneath. So yeah, it's, 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 I think it's really hard for women. So just to finish off, let's do a recap. So what are the ones to stay away from? So omega-3 supplements, you can probably say that's number one, uh, cooking oils, um, or looking at your processed foods. Mm. And if you see, if you see vegetable oil, canola oil, um, it, it's in a lot of a lot of things. Uh, mo- I'd say most, most processed foods have it. And so that should be the first thing you look for in a supplement or uh, a food. If you're getting something in a box or a can or package mm-hmm. is vegetable oil, canola oil, throw it away. Don't take it. Um, and just only cook in saturated fats. So uh, coconut, uh, ghee is one of my mm. favorite. I'd say ghee and coconut oil are my I favorite. I love ghee. Cl- clarified butter. Yeah. yeah, butter's kind of hard to cook in. Sometimes it gets weird and too watery. Uh, like it's yeah, the the ghee's better. Like I always, we cook our chips every night, potatoes in the ghee, and it just goes more crispy, and it's got that yummy, really buttery taste. Yeah, yep, ghee. Um, what else do we say? Butter ghee. Fat. Yep. You can do like yeah. hump fat or camel fat. Yeah. Try that. It's a little gamey, but yeah. uh, there's goat ghee. You can have fun with it. There's a lot of options. You're not just limited oh, yeah. to certain ones. Even a duck fat and goose fat, um, mm. there's probably a little more polyunsaturated fats. We actually just processed goose on our property here and, um, and collected the fat that we have to wow. render. So that's good if it's, if it's local. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah. The other one is cold water seafood. Uh, limit mm-hmm. that focus on uh, shellfish. Uh, we love clams. Oysters mm-hmm. are great. If you can get them, if you can't desiccated oysters are an option, uh, mm-hmm. just like desiccated beef liver, mm-hmm. but the real thing is always better. And so mm-hmm. instead of focusing on cold water fish and salmon, uh, if you are going to eat salmon, uh, don't eat the skin. Cause that's where a lot of the poofas kind of congregate. It's my mm-hmm. understanding of the skin. Um, and I'll always take vitamin E if I eat salmon, uh, focus more on warm water fish, mm-hmm. uh, uh, white fish primarily, uh, and, uh, shellfish. I mean, oysters and, and, mm-hmm. and clams are a better option. 
Um, those are really the three things. And then maybe, maybe nuts and seeds, uh, mm -hmm. switch up your snacks. You know, mm -hmm. If you're attached, if you like the texture and the flavor, then just really minimize it. I mean, just a mm -hmm. tiny handful a day. I don't think mm -hmm. it's going to really be mm -hmm. a huge harm if you're doing everything else right. Uh, but I think once you heal your metabolism, you kind of feel the difference if you yeah. have nuts and seeds. And yeah. wow, I feel a little a little sluggish after that. Yeah. And what, so what, Matt, let's say someone like, cause I don't eat out that much anymore, but let's say someone, you know, you go out and you go to a restaurant, you can't always tell like what they cook the food in. And you, you talked about taking the vitamin E. So if you went out and had a meal and you thought, well, oh, there's probably some poopers in there. How much of the vitamin E would you take after when you got home? Really just one capsule. And the ideal thing, uh, if you have a purse, throw the bottle in your purse and you could even take it in your car before you get out of the car to go into the restaurant mm. uh, because it, it, it circulates for hours. It's, just, it's mm. not just an immediate thing. So you can take it before you go into the restaurant. And that would probably be the best thing more than after because mm. uh, it'll immediately protect you. Mm -hmm. And 400 IUs, it, it's, it's not much. Mm. Um, it doesn't take much to do it. But also I would ask if they can cook in butter and then unfortunately you have to ask another question. Is it real butter and not margarine? Yeah. <laughs> it might, <laughs> so it might just be easier to skip all that and just take your mm. vitamin E. Mm. I feel like it's a complete mitigation. I would eat mm. a canola oil meal just, to me pretty much every time you go and eat out. Mm. Uh, I mean, even there's a local spot that has French fries that I love and they're cooked in peanut oil. They're delicious, but I just take vitamin E. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I know what life. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know what you mean. I wish I wish, there was this great fish and chip shop near us where we used to live. It cooked in lard instead of vegetable. I was like, wow! Like you just don't see that very often because it's obviously it's more expensive. Um, uh, okay, awesome. All right, so I will. I'll drop the um, link to the site with the E so they can check it out. Um, and obviously, you know, I'll put, I'll put your Instagram handle down there if people don't follow you already so you can check him out. But that was really great and really, um, really in informative. And I think if you're listening to this and you're really confused where to start, like this is just one thing that you can do now that's really going to have a big impact on your health and your metabolism. Yeah. yeah and on my website too, I have a low poofa donuts. Like, oh. I grew up with donuts. I really miss them. They're, I love donuts. Every single spot is canola oil. Yeah, you can make them at home. The downside is you need to buy like that kind of bucket of, of coconut oil. Oh, yeah. You, you know, fry them in the coconut oil. So yeah. it takes a lot, but it's so worth it. Uh, oh, it's Craig and I often oil. say that. We're like, oh, we should get like a little deep fryer and then, you know, get the coconut oil. And we should, because one thing I love is like fish and chips. I just love like a nice piece of, or a scallop, a potato scallop. I'm like, I just can't bring myself to eat the shit from down here at our, I'm like, it would just make me feel too shit. Um, but yeah, I'm like, if we got a little deep fryer, we could make some chips. Like they'd be amazing. Yeah. We inspire some people to open uh good restaurants that are low poofa. <laughs> um, totally. Oh, and one more thing I want to add guys or ladies, everyone who's listening. If you love, like, I don't know what you call them in the States, crisps, like potato chips, like, you know, like they're dry, they're not hot. There's a really great brand that you can buy here in Australia called Boulder Canyon, which are like cooked in coconut oil. And I just love chips. So like, I think if you love them, just get them. And there's probably a few more brands in the States you can get as well. Hey. Yeah. Honest Jackson. That's yeah. I've heard of them. So yeah, I, don't, I think those two are the best. Yeah. yeah. So get them. So like I always thought, oh, I really want to eat chips. And now I just eat, eat them and they're, they're really amazing. But 
Thanks so much, Matt. That was really great and really informative and I'm sure um, it'll really uh, help the listeners. And um, I'm going to get Matt on again soon and we're going to talk about water, aren't we? Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll give ourselves a bit more time because we sort of spent a lot of time having a chat at the start. Um, But that was great. Thanks so much, uh, Matt, and I'll, I'll see you again next time. Yeah, thanks, Kitty. That was so much fun. Bye.